welcome to the Destiny Podcast. We hope this message blesses you. Today, I want to talk about something um, that we don't often talk about. I touched on it a little bit on the first day, and I was talking about how a lot of the time we have um, people that give prophetic words, um, and, and it's easier to see when they give these big prophetic words, like, you know, there's going to be an earthquake here, and then it doesn't happen. And then no one seems to say anything or anything. It's just like, oh, whatever. Because in the Old Testament, right, what did you do when a prophet gave the wrong words? You stoned them, right? And so we're obviously not, I'm not saying stone these people that, that give these bad words or, or incorrect words. And, and there's often many reasons that a word isn't correct. So sometimes they uh, heard completely wrong. Sometimes they heard right, but they interpreted it wrong. Um, other times they're, um, they are maybe like a, what we would call, quote unquote, a false prophet. They're, they're pretending to have prophetic words or they're manipulating. And, and so there's, there's lots of different reasons for this. And so this is why I'm, I'm not one to point the finger and say, look at this person, they're bad, they're whatever, because we don't know why their word was, was wrong. Um, but what I, what I do think is important is we, 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 we measure up words and we think, okay, is, is this for me? Is it true? Is it the heart of God? We talked about some of the things that... Um, that the prophetic should be. It should be encouraging. It should be edifying. It should be exhorting. You know, it should be these, these things that Rebecca probably talked about yesterday as well. Um, and so I think it's really important when people give us prophetic words, how do we, how do we, um, uh, how do we steward that word? Does that make sense? The, the, the phrase stewarding is, is like to, how do we look after that word and then make sure it grows and develops in us? And so someone says, you're going to start a business and you go, okay, great, thanks. And then you go home to your parents' house and you sit in the basement and you play your Xbox. When's the business going to start? Never. It'd be my guess, right? Maybe God suddenly, boom, creates a business and you, I don't know, are somehow running it while you're sitting in your underwear in the basement playing Xbox. Maybe. But probably not, right? I mean, if you're going to start a business, you might actually have to do something. And so there's, there's sometimes there's an engaging and a... And a and a wrestling with the prophetic words. So, so when the word gets given, you, you actually have to start engaging with it, right? So I see you, you're going to run a business and you think, oh, maybe I should learn a bit about business. Maybe I should talk to someone that's run businesses. Maybe I should even think about, well, what business do I want to run? Maybe you've, you've already thought for months, you go, I want to run a business one day. I'd like a coffee shop or I'd like to start a computer repair company or you've got all these ideas. Maybe you've no idea whatsoever, but you go, but it does feel like maybe that is right. And um, maybe you think, meh, that doesn't sound right. I have no desire to run a business. And so you've got all these emotions going on when people give you prophetic words, don't you? Um, and so the challenge is, what do we do with that? You know, when someone gives you this prophetic word, what do you do? Um, and it's, it's all, uh, ultimately, the, the fulfillment of that prophetic word is still going to rely on you engaging with it. Um, nine times out of ten, a prophetic word won't happen if you don't engage with it. Um, if it's if it's if it's around you, you know, someone might give you a prophetic word saying you'll get, um, I don't know, you'll get given ten thousand dollars. That might have nothing to do with you. Well, you know, someone else just gives you ten thousand dollars. So I'm not saying everything that you ever hear, you have to do something. But I'm just saying if, if someone gives you a prophetic words, um, give you an example. You know, I, I know quite a few people that have had prophetic words that they're going to be um, an actor or an actress or you know a famous dancer or a singer, and that's, that's awesome, right? I mean, that's, that's really cool. Um, but if you've been prophesied that you are going to be a famous singer and you're not that great at singing, getting singing lessons might be a start, right? Or whatever. Um, 
And so it's just really like practical stuff. At times you'll get a word and you think, I should probably do something with that if I want it to come about. And sometimes you get prophetic words and you think, I'm not really interested or don't care. And oftentimes God goes, nah, you really do. You just don't know yet. Right? So sometimes there's that, that tension of you've had a word and you go, I don't think that's for me. And it is. <laughs> you just don't know yet. Um, and so I always, even when I get a word that I feel like, ah, I don't know if that's for me. I don't know if that feels right. I still, I kind of, um, the phrase that I've heard used for it is like, I put it on the shelf, you know? So I put it on like a, a shelf in my life and I think I'll come back and look at that again at different points. And so for me, I actually practically, um, I'm better at this at some t- times, some seasons in my life, I'm really good at it. Some seasons I'm not very good at it, but I actually have a practical um, thing I do where I write down my prophetic words on a bit of paper. And I have a folder with lots and lots of bits of paper. And every now and again, I just pull out bits of paper and I start reading them and I go, oh yeah, there's that prophetic words that this is going to happen. And I go, that's cool. And, and I read some more and I just, I read them to encourage myself, to remind myself of where I'm going. But also there's, there's words in there that at times I'm like, oh, that doesn't sound right, but I put them in there anyway and I pull them out and I might find two years later, I pull it out and I go, oh wow, that was so true. In fact, it already happened. <laughs> or it goes, or I pull it out and go, no, that's where I'm at right now. I really need that. I needed that encouragement because that's what I feel is happening. And so um, I'd encourage you when you get prophetic words, write them down, record them, you know, whatever you find easy. A lot of people record them on their phones. Do that by all means. But if you're the sort of person that you record it on your phone and you never listen to it again, why bother? You know, um, I, I don't listen to the prophecies I record. I've got hundreds of ones I've gone, oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. And I'll pull up my phone and hit record. I never listen to them. I just, it's not how I engage. I like something written down and on a bit of paper. Maybe you have a journal and you like to like have them ordered and you have a categories, you know, like, oh, family, that's a prophecy about family. I'll write it in that section. And w- whatever it is that helps you um, just think over the things that, that God's spoken to you. You know, in, in, the, in the Bible, um, Mary was given this amazing prophecy, wasn't she? She's like, you know, God is going to give you this child and he's going to be the savior of all of the world and it's going to be amazing. And it says, Sarah, uh, Sarah, uh, Mary pondered this thing in her heart. And she says uh, the same sort of thing in uh, Genesis about Sarah with Abraham. She pondered this in her heart. And so there's something about, there's something about you get a word and actually it's in the pondering, it's in the considering, it's in that resting. Sometimes that is what brings it about. That's what allows you to, to and if it doesn't bring it about, it at least prepares your heart for when it does come about. Does that make sense? So even if the business miraculously does appear and you didn't do much, at least considering it and thinking about it, it prepares you on a mental level for when it does come about. Um, and so, yeah, I just think whatever you do that allows you to ponder these things in your heart. Um, and, you know, some people you'll find are amazing at this. I, if I'm honest, I'm not fantastic. I have seasons where I'm really good at it and I'm like, yeah, I'm really on it. I'm going to record my prophetic words. I'm going to read them again and again and again. Maybe, and the same with dreams or whatever, you know, it's like, what, if, if you feel God speaking to you, how are you managing it? How are you, you stewarding it? Um, now, the flip side is, and I, and I think this is one of the things I see often that, that really concerns me. Um, so probably going to spend the rest of the time just touching on this. Um, because it, if, if I'm honest, it's fairly easy when you have a prophetic word that you want to happen, right? You go, okay, you said I'm going to be a world famous actor. And it's like, okay great, I want that to happen, right? Maybe you think, actually, I kind of want to work with computers the rest of my life. I don't really care, right? And so either of those responses, you kind of know what to do, right? If you, if you don't really care, you kind of, like I said, you put it on the shelf and who knows, 
maybe something will happen. But if you're oh, I really want that to happen, you go, okay, well, I need to think about it. How do I become an actor? I need to start acting. <laughs> I, I don't know. Do I um, do a play in my local theater? You know, with I join a local theater group or something? Or like, what do I do? Like, how do I make that happen? Because um, odds are Hollywood aren't going to call you up the next day, right? Maybe they will. Probably not. Um, now, what happens though is oftentimes, and this is something that I just, um, I think it's just natural that we bring into prophecy is our own bias, okay? So we talked about this in hearing God's voice, right? So sometimes we, we hear something, but it's from our own subjective perspective, right? And I think a lot of the times what we find in prophetic is people prophesy what other people want to hear. And it's very easy for us when we're prophesying over other people, we hear something and we go, that's God's and this is what he's saying. But sometimes, like we've talked about, it's very hard to tell the difference between God's voice and our voice. And when that's us going on our own journey and, and discussing, like we were talking about, it's, it's not as, as, um, uh, as much of a concern. That's, we, we can work it out. We can figure it out. But when you're telling someone this is God's direction or this is something that I feel God's saying for you, um, and actually it could just be us, that's, that's potentially a bit dangerous, right? Or even when we receive something and, and someone says, feel God said this, and actually that's just what they feel about you but they just have injected some of the divine into that. Does that make sense? Um, and so what happens when you know that someone in the church, uh, they really love singing. They, they really love it. And, and, and you know that they're, they, they're up on the stage and they sing a lot. And, um, and someone uh, prophesies with them, I just think God is really going to take your singing to the next level. I see you singing to thousands and thousands of people. I, I see you writing albums and people hearing those albums all over the world. Now, that's amazing if that's a God-injected word and that can really take that person to the next level. It can give them the fire they need. It can, it can be a good thing. So I'm not saying, you know, and I don't want us to be skeptical and, and start just poo-pooing every prophetic word that's not real. But there's an element of sometimes that can just be that person going, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? What, like, if I want to give them something, what, what comes into my head? And it is that, but actually it wasn't necessarily them hearing from God. It was just them speaking into what they feel might be good for that person. What happens then? What happens when the person doesn't become the next, I don't know, Justin Bieber or something, right? What happens? They get really discouraged, right? They get really hurt and upset. I know people that have had prophetic words of, you know, you're going to be a, an amazing businessman and they're still working in Tesco, scanning food, right? Or, you're going to be an amazing um, actress and they work at a coffee shop or whatever it is, right? And, and they think, oh man, like I feel, and, and they put it on themselves. I'm, I'm a disappointment. I haven't made it happen. I haven't. And maybe that's not actually the direction God's taken them. Maybe they've just heard what someone else thought, right? I mean, it, there's a tension there, isn't there at times? And so this is why I think it's important, again, that we mull over our prophetic words when we give them and we talk about it with God, we engage with it with God. And so at times you might speak something that's not healthy or helpful to other people. And of course we want to, as best we can, be really confident. Okay, that, I really feel God is saying that. And as you're learning to distinguish between yourself and God and, and other voices, that's, that's just practice, isn't it, really? Um, and it's just natural that you'll make a mistake here and there. And, and, and this is not me to say, be scared of making a mistake or anything like that. That's for the other person to, to go, ah, uh, yes, or mm, no. Like, okay, so it's not, it's not for you to make sure you, you get it just right every time or anything like that. Um, 
and this is why, again, we, when we communicate prophecy, it's, I feel this, I feel, or I, I saw something like this. We don't say, thus saith the Lord God, you know, like, because that's when it becomes, this is what God's saying versus this is what I feel God's saying, or this is what I thought I saw God give me. Um, but when we're on the other side of it, when we get those prophetic words, it's again, it's our responsibility to weigh it up, to talk with God, to consider it, to ponder it, and to act on it. And, you know, acting on it and, and, and working on it and just realizing, is this, is this something that God's working on? Is, it, is God continually giving me voice into it? Maybe you want confirmation as well. Like it can happen that maybe a few different people speak into that or you get confirmation through the Bible or through many of the other ways that God speaks to you. But I think in all of our engagements with prophecy, we're, we're looking to... Um, we're, we're looking to... Uh, steward it well ultimately we want to we want to uh, manage that prophetic word well and we want to help other people manage their prophetic words well as well and so if you see people that have a prophetic words but it's not encouraging exhorting and uplifting because it's actually causing them to go into a downward spiral right and so i've i've seen people that have had an encouraging word given to them but the way they've taken it has just caused them to downward spiral and really be upset or just you know disgruntled and beat themselves up and, it, and, it, and so we have the privilege and opportunity of coming alongside them and going hey like what's going on like and, and helping them steward that word and okay so it's not really happening right now but it doesn't have to happen right now maybe it's a word for longer or maybe that word wasn't quite right and maybe we should experiment with that and and maybe engage with that possibility and what does it look like for that not to be um for now right i mean is it possible um because honestly in my experience with the prophetic, when it goes wrong, it's very rarely these days, in my experience, people pointing out sin or doing this or doing that, or, you know, God's going to judge America or anything. That, that's kind of like over there. It doesn't happen that often. The way I see the prophetic cause damage the most is when people prophesy over a 20-year-old that's in university and they say, you're going to be a CEO of a company. And the 20-year-old ends up discouraged because they're now 24 and they're not a CEO of a company. And I'm like, really? Like, that's not how prophecy works. I mean, maybe by the time you're 80, you might be the CEO. You know what I mean? Like, people don't just make you CEO of a company. You have to go work for a company. So the first step is to go and get a job as like the mailman in the company, like the basic level where they're sorting out the files and then you get promoted and then you get promoted. And after 20 years, you're maybe a manager. And then after... 30 years, you're the vice president. And after 50, 40 years, you're the CEO, right? I mean, that's how a company works, isn't it? Um, and so I think I see people again and again and again getting disgruntled because they feel that the prophetic um, almost owes them something. Like just because they got a prophetic words, it's supposed to just be easy now. And I'm not saying it's not easy when we rest in God and allow it, to, but, but, but we should see it as a journey. Prophetic words, I mean, gosh, like you look at the prophetic words given in the, the Bible, some of them like took like 400 odd years to come about, right? I mean, no wonder like Israel got discouraged when they had prophetic words of freedom and then 400 years later, they're still in slavery, right? I mean, that's a discouraging prophetic word, right? But if they steward it well and they keep that in their minds and they ponder it and they go, okay, clearly it's not happening right now, but what does it look like? That It looks like my children maybe my children's children maybe my children's children's children will be free and so i have to hold on to that if nothing else and so sometimes 
the prophetic is, is, is giving you vision for something that you don't have right now. There's a, there's a phrase used by a guy called Chris Valentin. It says that um, vision gives pain a purpose. And so oftentimes we go through these painful experiences, but actually having a vision and having a prophetic word, having this thing of, well, this is coming about in the future. It gives the pain a purpose. And so, you know what? Working for 40 years in a company might be quite painful, but if your goal was to become the CEO and change the way the company works so it's more ecologically friendly or it, it makes a difference in the world or it creates more jobs or whatever, it, it can create that 40-year journey can become a purposeful pain. Right? So even though it's like, oh, I don't really enjoy the nine to five of managing this small team, um, we have a purpose behind it. No, there's a purpose behind me. Doing it. So I'm going to do this with everything in me. I'm going to do it well. I'm going to serve well in this situation because I know it's taken me to this goal that God has given me. It's, it's given me a vision for where I'm going. And so allow your prophetic words as well as you ponder them, as you, as you consider them, they should be giving the pain of the, them not being there. You know, there's this thing of like, you're shown like, oh, you know, here's ice cream. And you go, oh, I want it right now. It's like, no, you're having it for dinner. And it's like, okay, now this dinner that I'm not really excited about, I can power through it, right? Because I'm getting some ice cream. And, and so allow your prophetic words to do that in your life as well. It's at times, you know, like um, there's, I know people that um, have had problems with fertility and they can't have children and someone's given them a word. I really see you having children. Now, I wouldn't recommend doing that, but this person I really respect, and I'm like, wow, okay. Like, if they said it, I really respect it. I'm, I'm, I would put money on it happening. <laughs> you know, these are pretty significant prophetic people, and they said, I really see you having a child, and, you know, it's going to be called this name, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And you know what? They went through, like, five miscarriages before they ended up having their child, and you know what? The prophetic word can be a source of discouragement and pain and heartbreak and suffering, or it can give all of that pain a purpose. And it can say, no, this is just another step in the journey and it is painful and it hurts and I'm suffering, but I know what God said and I'm going to power through and one day this will come about. And, and, and it did for that situation. And, and so... I'm not saying God causes all these painful situations or anything like that, but sometimes that prophetic word is what helps carry you through that painful situation. Um, and so again, like, how are you stewarding those prophetic words? Are you writing them down? Are you reading over them? Because you know what? After you've suffered your third miscarriage, reading that prophetic words of God saying, no, it's going to be okay. You will have a family one day. Like, that can be a real source of encouragement. And to have that in a file to pull out in your worst moment. Because you know what I've found as well? is I don't remember my prophetic words in my worst moments, right? You know, that's not when I remember them. <laughs> you know, I don't remember my prophetic words when I need them most. And so you have a prophetic words, you know, you're not going to have to worry. You're not going to have to be uh, uh, someone that's in debt. You're going to be someone that prospers. You're going to be someone that is giving out money to many people. You're going to finance lots of ministries and lots of charities. And you're going to be able to like feed orphanages and, you know, all these things. And you're flat broke and you're freaking out because you've got another bill and you're like, I don't know how I pay this one. Uh, this might be the one that may, means I'm homeless. I might actually end up on the street now. In that moment, the last thing you're thinking of is that amazing prophetic word that says, you're going to be giving money out and you're going to be great because you're freaking out. And actually, that's the thing you need. That's the, that's the word that you need. And again, this is a, and so again, 
wise to have your prophetic words and, and pull on them when you're upset and when you're, when you're discouraged, when you're um, struggling, because oftentimes you're going to find again and again and again as you go through those words, wow, this is encouraging me. Oh, this is, this is reframing my thinking. This is allowing me to reset my thinking and go, no, come on, Phil, you're getting in a funk. You're thinking about this negative stuff, this whatever is going on. You're allowing your situation to become bigger than God and what he said to you. Um, and so it's important to have that, but actually it's important to do that for other people as well. And this is why it's exciting to know other people's prophetic words. We talked about that on the first day, you know, like this privilege of, wow, that's how God sees you. That's amazing. And so you, it's the same thing. You've, you've heard these people's prophetic words. And so you hear a word about how someone's going to run a business one day and you see them start their second business and it tanks and they're bankrupt again. And they're so discouraged you have the opportunity to come in there and go, hey, I know it feels crap right now and I'm here for you and whatever you need, I'm here. But remember, God is going to do this. You are going to get there. And maybe this is just one more step to getting there. You know, whatever that looks like, you know, with the Edison, with the hundreds and hundreds of failed light bulbs. Maybe this is just one more failed business because it's showing you another great way to do business that you wouldn't have considered otherwise. You know, or whatever it is, but you get to come in and you help them steward prophetic words. And, and what does it look like for you to make sure you have that in your life? Okay, so like married couples, tell your, your spouse the words that God speaks to you and that challenge you and say, please remind me of this words. Remind me when I don't feel, when you look at me and you go, you're not remembering that words. You're really beating yourself up or forgetting it or you know, putting yourself down or, or you've got, allowed the circumstances to get above you. Um, your friends, your family, whatever it is, the people that you trust that speak into your life, tell them what's on your heart. Tell them your prophetic words. Ask them to remind you when you need it the most because odds are you're not going to be very good at that. Um, if you're anything like me, <laughs> at least, like you're just not. You're, you're going to be fixated on the situations, the circumstances, the bad relationships, the whatever it is that, that's going on. And so I, I don't mean for that session to be like really bum you out you know but sometimes prophetic words they're they're for they're, they're prophetic they're future you know they're future words and sometimes the future means not in three hours it means in three decades you know and sometimes it looks like you falling on your face multiple times on the way and that's that's okay because that word is there to encourage you to keep picking you up um and sometimes the prophetic words is for three hours from now or it's right now, and it's like, wow, everything just changed in this moment. You know, that, that Graham Cook thing we just listened to right now. There's a season change, and you are here right now. You just stepped into it without even knowing. And so it's right now. Whoa, I've got something new right here. So it, it's, it's a spectrum, and there's a whole different way we approach it. But I think it's important we understand the spectrum. Because if we make it all one or the other, our prophetic words will never come about if we keep putting them off in the future. But at the same time, our prophetic words will never come about if we expect them just to happen to us in the moment. Some of them do, but not all of them. And I think if we have that expectation and we don't understand that oftentimes it's a journey and we're going to have to journey to the fulfillment of that, we're going to end up discouraging ourselves and beating ourselves up. And then again, like I said, sometimes the prophetic word is not prophetic words. It's just crap. And that happens, right? I mean, I don't know about you. I've given some crap prophetic words, I'm sure, right? And, and you probably will too. This is not me like, you know, shaming you or saying anything like, or like, you know, prophesying that you're going to give bad words, but it's just a matter of fact that you're probably going to miss it sometimes, or you're, at least your word might be slightly off, right? 
And so sometimes that happens. And so be considering these words carefully and, and prayerfully and, and asking God, God, what, what are you saying there? And, and you know, Andy, you, you had an example you gave earlier in the week of someone gave you this word and you, you were like, that's not for me. And, and you felt clearly like even God's saying, no, that's not for you. It's actually for, and then they gave you another example. Of, and so God spoke into that situation. And so allow God to speak into your prophetic words, allow him to, um, to protect you, to, to guard your heart, because at times you can actually find yourself um, discouraged and hurt if you buy in whole, wholeheartedly into certain things. Um, and it's especially hard if it's something you really, really, really want, right? I mean, it's just really easy. Um, but oftentimes when we really want something, that's when we're most obviously, um, we're putting that out there and people can grab a hold of that. Um, there's something of um, the prophetic at times, people that are very discerning can actually, they can actually pick up what your spirit is kind of all about, you know? And so they kind of, they feel what you're about and, and they, they, they know that's not me. Like I'm not thinking that, but actually it's not even necessarily God. They're just picking up your, your energy, your vibe, what your spirit is all about, what, what you have. And, and they just feed you back. It's almost like holding up a mirror. And that's, that can be really encouraging actually, but it can also be quite destructive if a lot of what's going on in you isn't healthy right now or isn't what God's going to be doing. Um, and so just be conscious of that as well. Just, we just, you know, I'm just kind of giving you a whole bunch of different things there to kind of be thinking over and conscious as you prophesy, as you're learning to prophesy. Um, and as you're starting to get more and more prophetic words, you're going to get a lot of prophetic words while you're in the school from each other, from other people in the church, from, from leaders, from uh, you might even be at different conferences and people give you prophetic words. And so just be conscious of how am I going to steward this? How am I learning um, to manage these prophetic words well. Thank you for listening to the iDestiny podcast. For further information, check out www.idestiny.org.uk.